I forgot how I do it. How how do I even do the intros anymore? It's been so long. It hasn't Reed, been, but it's like. What do you mean? We did a show last week. I know. We've done this 170 hey, times. I know. Am I having? Hey, Zombros fans. That's <laughs> it. Oh my god. I I just had a, a senior moment today. I've been stressed today. Hey, Zombros fans. We're also twisting back here for yet another wonderful episode of Zombros Action, episode 189. I'm joined by my co-host with the most memory available inside his mind, Johnny J25. How you doing? I'm doing well. We've done this show now. What number is this? I 189. We've done 189 shows. Yeah. And you're telling me seconds before we go live. Wait, what's our intro again? Yep. Well, there's a new checklist I have now to make sure is the mic's muted for the intro, because how many times have I started the show where my mic is muted? Um, yeah. It, did I make sure to tweet it out on all the places and upload it through Discord? Did I make sure to play the video game footage? So I'm going through the whole checklist to make sure everything's going on. And then I'm also trying to be like, all right, make sure you don't mess up our guest name, Ben, who's on the show today to tell us all about the wondrous world of developing VR games, but custom mods to VR games. And he actually told us before the show he even he's only made vr mods which i think is even more fascinating to hear someone with a perspective that's only attacked this from the vr modding community that sounds interesting very foreign to me and something i want to learn a lot about so thank you so much for coming on to the show ben yeah absolutely yeah so ben why don't you just to kind of give the audience a little bit of an idea who you are um because I think some zombies guys kind of are familiar with your work. They've seen people like uh, Noah stream it, but I don't think a lot of people know who you are. So why don't you just kind of give a brief introduction of who you are? Um, that's an uh, introduction on who I am. Um, or just kind of like the work that you do so people can get an idea. Yeah, just VR mods for uh, anything that's moddable for you, VR, honestly. Because uh, mm -hmm. there's not much, but anything that you can add, it's to work with especially with blade and sorcery i don't know if you guys have seen that in uh pavlov mm -hmm. i have not, not i don't think I've, i'm familiar with that one what was it called blade and source uh blade and sorcery blade and sorcery okay it's um, probably a little bigger open for uh modding but it's not multiplayer so there's a downside there but uh the work that's done over there is amazing and uh yeah but I, i've left that community just about five months ago to work on pavlov mm-hmm so as far as like zombies go, where would you say like your zombies background is? Uh, that's a playing it or making it. Uh, let's start with like playing. So when did you yeah. first get into like zombies? Uh, I think it was, I want to say 11 years old. My brother showed it to me because uh, he his a friend in the neighborhood showed it to him. And uh, then me and him started playing every night till, you know, 5 a.m. trying to hit around 100. Yes. <laughs> yeah, it never really happened, but uh so which, which which game was this? Was this like Black Ops or... Uh, we started with Black War. Ops 2, which is really weird. But then we moved to Black Ops 1 and World of War. Mm -hmm. how, uh -uh. how was that experience? Was it like, oh my god, these are so much better? Or were you like starting on BO2, like this is my favorite, love the transit bus? Because I've, I've heard that perspective before. Where it's like whatever the first map is, you fall in love with it. Was that the case for you? Yeah, Black Ops 2 is home for me. That's that's <laughs> my go-to. I've never went to the other ones. And Sticks? I don't Best so this is time. this is an essential question then. Oh, uh, oh, where, do you, where do you stand on die rise? Oh jeez. Oh boy. Already. Oh yeah. Grandpa Reed. <laughs> well, if you're gonna call if you're gonna call Black Ops to your home, I gotta know where you stand on die rise. Honestly, I I like it a lot. 
Love to hear it. That's what I'm talking about. There's always a group. I hear I hear a butt coming down. <laughs> I mean, now, I guess there is no butt to it. It's just uh... <laughs> perfect. Perfect. Even better. Even better. Leave it at that. Oh. Now, so, the, the running the running joke on this on this and really just in the zombies community is that Die Rise is one of the worst maps ever. But the hill that I've chosen to die on is that Die Rise is one of the best maps. Everybody disagrees with me. Ever, I've, I've made entire videos singing Die Rise's praise, and the comments just <laughs> ripped me a new one. I'm, I think, the only person on Earth who stands Die Rise. I'll, I'll definitely put it above Transit. I don't want to get hate for that, but I'll put it above Transit. Okay, interesting. So so then, mm -hmm. do you have like a Black Ops 2 map that you like the best? Uh, Barry's my go-to. As weird as that is, because there's no excitement to it. Just for if I'm going to go play Zombies and I want to have a chill time, it's going to be Barry's. That makes sense. Buried is one of those maps that I find it the easiest. Yeah. But it also kind of opens up the most room for playing around. Like you can actually get really good with Die Rise in the sense of like little tricks that you can do that other people don't quite know. Like yeah. getting multiple yeah. perks or using the time bomb mm -hmm. in creative ways or um, using like the jet gun to fly around. Or there's different strafe jumps you can pull off that you might not know unless you've fiddled around with it a few times. Like buried, I think, is one of the few maps that rewards players who know the ins and outs. Definitely, but it's also very easy. Um, so you, I know, so you mentioned like buried and that being one of your favorite maps, and you're working right now on like buried VR. So is mm -hmm. that is that for you like homecoming? Like, all right, I'm coming back to my map. Yeah, pretty much. I mean, I originally started with town just because it was small. I'm sure you guys have seen that, but uh, yes. Yeah, I started with it because it was small and I wanted to get, you know, the grounds of how to, how it all works because that was my first introduction to Unreal Engine. And, uh, you know, after months of playing around with stuff and learning how it all works, I uh, finally, you know, released it and finished it. And Barry's only taken me a couple of weeks now. I've actually hmm. gotten pretty much done. So. So when you so when you started off just with making town and putting that into VR, where's like... I assume so people have I know a number of people are working on this. So I guess did people kind of make zombies like so they, they incorporated the mystery box, incorporated the pack a punch, and you kind of took that work and compiled it into town? Yeah, pretty much. You know, and of so course what... I've done my twists on it and you know, you add stuff to it as you're going, but uh the basics of zombies have been made by uh CZ, who's the uh, main creator of the mod. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. So then how does like going, getting like actually town in there? Because when I saw it, it looked like a one for one creation. Like, are you able to just import the map design or do you have to build it from scratch? How does that work? You import the uh, most of the map as it is. You have to start placing stuff by hand or you can make a script if you know scripting to uh, place all the objects where they're supposed to go. Mm -hmm. But that doesn't mean you're going to have the textures or all that in the place. You actually have to go and put those where they're supposed to be and for the lava i actually had to make that that's not even from the game oh really yeah i mean a lot of the stuff that you see in my maps won't be from the actual games like uh well like a lot of the the weapons i, I guess other weapons just from Pablo. Mm -hmm. yeah that's actually oh, because no? of someone who uh uh brought so that he just showed us about a month ago we can make custom guns Ooh. So what I've been uh, working on lately is beginning all the Black Ops 2 guns. I have most of them in right now. 
Oh, that's exciting. Well, I, I remember I was watching Noah play and he entered the bar room and he saw the jet gun sitting on the uh, on the buildable <laughs> table. And the first thing he tries to do is pick it up, but he's unable to. So with this new addition, could it be possible to make the jet gun pick upable? Absolutely. Call it that. Oh, that'd be, that's exciting. Yeah, that would yeah. be cool. And so what are you able to do like as far as like Easter eggs? Like if you that's... want it, could you script like the whole buried Easter egg? Or does it, is that when it kind of starts to get too complicated? I mean, it is complicated, but I absolutely could do it. Oh, but you just have to give me a couple of weeks to do something like that. But that would be right. like all my devotion into that. Cause, I mean, yeah. I spend probably eight to nine hours a day working on this stuff. So, mm -hmm. yeah, it's a lot of time that goes in. Absolutely. That's that's more than a full time job. Just, well, just about on par. <laughs> but that's incredible. When I was playing and by playing, I mean, struggling and trying to learn uh, Pavlov all in like the one sitting, which was not going well. And then the screen I was even capturing, I have a separate screen I could capture. But then there's another screen that forces its way on there. I finally got into window mode and I put it on a different monitor halfway through my actually almost early in the recording, it just pushed itself onto the capture screen. So half the screen was just screwed up for the entire D of the capture. So I'm just like, mm. but what I noticed <laughs> in Doris, the mod I was playing on Pavlod was there, the teddy bears weren't there. Some of the basic like Easter eggs and like you were saying, textures were missing. Uh, the moon wasn't even in the sky on the Doris version I was playing. That's one of the first things I looked at. And I yeah. found this interesting, uh, I guess, juxtapose of location and feeling like it was so familiar it was incredibly eerie to be in this map for the first time in vr like i've i've played Doris so many times but to actually be in vr Doris was a weird feeling but then to also see like well it's not quite as i remember it i can see there's little things that are off i'm surprised you can actually script stuff in there but when i was actually looking because this is how basic bitch i am with this so far um i couldn't figure out how to just get the damn zombie mode running in Pavlov. <laughs> I was able to install, do, just easily subscribe to the mod. I was able to load in the mod, select the mod in the more settings. There's not much to choose from in Pavlov. It's very straightforward. And then yeah. the modes, like I loaded in the first time, it was TDM and I was getting shot by bots. I'm like, okay, this isn't what anybody wants to play. That's not how you do it. I tried the hunt mode and I didn't, I didn't try the other two modes that were on there. And then there's literally a giant thing that says zombies next to it. So I'm like, ah, Load the map, click the zombies button. Nope, took me <laughs> took me to its own zombie hospital mode. I'm like, yeah. oh, okay. So I still didn't figure that out. So I haven't actually got to experience. I went through the tutorial and struggled with figuring out how to take throw a grenade. I oh, the announcer must have programmed that in to be like, we know people who are inept or have never done FPSVR. I kept blowing myself up, and he goes, "Try not to blow yourself up next time." I'm like, "I am. I'm trying so hard not to blow myself up, and then I'll blow myself up." And he goes. Try not, not to blow yourself up next time. And then I started laughing because I've blown myself up so much that there's just ragdoll bodies floating in the room <laughs> because I'm dying so much. I'm like, oh, my God. So uh, I am envious of Noah and his gameplay that he was able to actually get used to it and play. Going in blind, I think there's a lot more credit due to the VR community for playing FPSs in VR. If they just pick it up and go, that is amazing because there is very much a learning curve for me 
for what the button functionalities were. I couldn't figure out how to get the menu up until I listened to the tutorial and told you to press two, I think it was Y and trigger at the same time. Again, with all that said, I thought there'd be a larger barrier to coding the Easter eggs in there. And when I was trying to Google just how to play, which I still don't know, how to play zombies in Pavlov, custom zombie maps, I was finding people showing the same map maker that you use to make uh, custom zombie maps for PC. And I was blown away by that, which is, I imagine what you're going to tell me is uh, Unreal Engine or something along those lines. And yeah. it, it was all just like linking together to see how this community collaborates and creates such incredible maps or brings them back to life in these new mediums i'm amazed by it and i'm even more amazed by it. you you could code buried's easter egg in there obviously give yourself weeks but that stuff is incredibly ridiculous to code <laughs> yeah well you you teased us a little bit before we went live you'd mentioned that you were I, you said today you got leroy working and they were like yeah. oh save that for the show yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> tell like, us about it tell what is that what's that process is it the same as I'm not sure if you would know, but is it the same as modding on PC when they do it for like Black Ops 3 or World at War? Or is VR modding different in the way you you need to write your code and implement it? I think it's it's definitely different from Call of Duty's... Uh, since I've actually never used Call of Duty's you know, modding, so I wouldn't know what it's like. Sure. But in Unreal Engine, we use visual scripting, which is you drag out like uh, nodes and you connect them all to make them work together. Okay. So... I mean, it's definitely, uh, it's, I don't know, it's, it's different. It's sure. It's different mm -hmm. than regular code. Cause I used to, I code, uh, C sharp and, uh, mm -hmm. uh, unity. Sure. So when you're using nodes, it's a little confusing for me, but, uh, cause you're manually placing the nodes or, or you actually pointing to things in, the, in your code for the node and everything derives from the nodes inside your code. Well, well could, you, could you imagine a node is almost just like a script? Yeah. And you link those different scripts together? In a, in a way, yeah. I mean, you can do that because you have functions and you have your branches. You have yep, yeah. yep. everything. Uh, yeah, it's got nodes and then you drag out wires from the nodes and connect the wires to another node to make things work. Gotcha. When it came to putting Leroy into the game, like he's got so many little like features, you know, like yeah. there's a and I left some of them out because some of them just don't make sense for me to put in because mm -hmm. it'd be, it would just add a lot of time. That That's what I would imagine. Like if you're, if you're like, all right, Leroy has 15 features and now you got a 15 list, like 15 item long list of things you got to do. Like that's a whole. That's a yeah. whole laundry list right there. <laughs> you know, there, of course, there's things that I've definitely left out, like uh, for the ghost of the mansion. I, it's it's difficult to make a nav mesh or navigation that mm -hmm. uh, the zombies can't walk on, and then the ghost can walk on the zombies one. So the ghosts don't actually ever leave the mansion. When you leave the mansion, they just stop following you. Oh, so that's another one of those little things that I would leave out. Yeah, but, hey, one of the one of the things I notice is I think. I think players were able to run through the ghosts. Were you? Are you able to run through the ghost in uh, in Xbox? I forget. No. Yeah. No. So the problem that with that just, is that that was just a little thing I noticed. <laughs> it's definitely weird getting uh, trapped in a corner in VR. So I just turned off collision for the zombies and ghosts. Uh, I may turn it on eventually, but I don't know. I think that sounds like a blessing because uh, yeah, it, it's it, disorienting. 
Because you should, though, I feel like you should be able to run through the ghosts. You know, like, I think this is yeah. a mistake on Treyarch's part, <laughs> and then you fixed it. Because as soon as I saw that, I was like, wait a minute. I don't that remember being able to run through them. But you should be able to run through ghosts. Like, why wouldn't you be able to? Mm-hmm. So I think even even though it as it's far as technical reasons is the more practical thing to do, it also I think is the right thing to do in terms of design. Yeah, funny how it works out. And so you probably wouldn't go into like the the little nitty gritty details of like shoot the uh, shoot like the dartboard and then suddenly be able to get a free perker or the ghost playing the piano, little things like that. That's probably too much minutia, right? Surprisingly, I actually. Am doing the ghost playing the piano, but oh, I love it! I love it. That's awesome. Dropping the perks have not been added yet. I'm going to add it eventually because mm-hmm. you know, of course, that's when the ghost would leave the mansion. Because the only reason the ghosts ever leave the mansion is so you can get that extra perk. But I mm-hmm. haven't made that yet. So gotcha. Yeah. Well, one of the things I was wondering: how does say implementing a perk like stamina up or speed cola go? Because like, like mm. your movement is. Or not you, I guess your movement, it makes more sense. But for example, something like reloading, isn't that just as fast as you can do the motion? Well, for speed cold, there's been a lot of ideas. But the main one I think we're focusing on right now is that when you put the mag in, you're not going to have to pull that charging handle back. Oh, God, that's so nice. That's so nice. The amount of times. Yeah, it doesn't. (laughs) Yeah, no, no, go ahead. Go ahead. It doesn't like, you know, get rid of all the time it takes to reload, but it does decrease it, you know, pretty drastically. Yeah, it's one less step. I love though the idea that you got to take the drink and then drink it yourself. Mm. Like the little, those little like immersions of VR are very fun. I actually yeah. disabled those in my map just because the fact that some players don't know how to do it and then it just doesn't actually get used and that bottle just sits there and they don't drink it. Yeah, <laughs> that makes sense. <laughs> I think I saw I think I saw Noah struggling with that when he was trying to drink the drink and it took yeah. him a couple tries. Well, yeah, it's strange because where the like hitboxes actually exist is so strange where they want your hands. Like when they were in the tutorial, they're like, hey, pull your primary out. And I put my hand like right, right about here on screen. I'm about at my shoulder. I pulled it and nothing came. And they're like, no, no, behind you. So I go <laughs> further behind me. And then an assault rifle came out. I'm like, oh, OK. But then there's little stuff like you want to hear something on the radio. Put your uh, the remote next to your head and click the button. And all of a sudden the radio starts playing. I'm like, that's super cool. It's just like putting a phone up to your ear. So I was like, they they get some of that stuff right. But then when you're doing the minutia of a Call of Duty zombie map, that's where those little details of like, okay, so how far do I actually have to get the, the jug back to drink? Especially if you're working off the sensors of a VR rig rig. I'm using the Oculus go, I think. Which has doesn't have as doesn't need the mounted cameras. All the cameras are on the headset, but right. players are then. Ha- I mean, how do you deal with people that aren't calibrating their safe areas properly or the floor, the cameras? Like, wouldn't that also impact how your map plays if they're not even setting up the VR properly? I mean, yeah, definitely for some parts. Like, some I've had a lot of complaints. People can't guard the mystery box, but that's not their. That's not my problem. That's their problem. <laughs> That's uh, what I was one curious about, and I did see those comments. I'm like, mm, that seems like a you problem. This is that's what I yeah. thought. Yeah, yeah well, if you can't if you can't set it up properly, <laughs> we, we, all of a sudden you got to go to every person who's playing its house and put their cameras in the right place and make sure. Right. <laughs> like, but no, yeah, I definitely I get a lot of complaints that aren't my problem. But like, mm-hmm. you just gotta tell them what to do. And you, what uh, you have to do is set up a tech support team for your maps. 
And then when somebody has an issue with their VR, be like, all right, we'll send out a team. They'll be here tomorrow <laughs> between 12 and 6 o'clock. And oh then God. they'll show up at 7 o'clock and fix it for you. Something like that. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah. One of the things I was wondering, though, when you are developing for VR, like, it's a 3D space, mm -hmm. but it's a 3D space that's more explorable because you're able to look in every which way. Does that like present challenges that you wouldn't think about? Absolutely. There's a lot of things mm. that Call of Duty has made because because you're you know stuck on their camera and uh, you know you can't look over things, can't look under things. They get rid of a lot of uh, unnecessary objects that you wouldn't need to see. Mm -hmm. So. When you're making it for VR, you have to uh, modify what's already there so you, people won't see out of the map. You know, like there's a lot of places. I had someone complaining to me the other day. They could see out of the map and into the sky when they were in the Cave of Buried. But mm -hmm. that's just because it was VR, not... Uh, yeah, and from Treyarch's perspective, nobody was ever looking there, so they didn't need to do it. Exactly. Mm -hmm. So then in that case, when you're in the... When you're like in the, uh, the map maker... And I've seen this a bit too because we've we've worked with a few other like mappers and had them on the shows, and we've gotten like some looks at it behind the scenes. But that's all just like keyboard and mouse as you kind of explore that space. Is it then? Are you able to, like, kind of as you're making the map, see what you would see if you had the headset on? Do they make anything like that? Um, they have it for Unreal Engine, but not for the Pavlov editor. So we don't actually ever get to see it in VR unless we upload it to the workshop and then try it. Mm -hmm. So it's. When you're testing a lot of things, it's it's very difficult to have to upload. You wait 20 minutes for it to, to upload, and then you can test it, and then you find something's wrong, and you got to go edit it again. So uh, that sounds like such a trial and error. Yeah. It's terrible. Yeah. It's terrible. That's that's unfortunate. So, what would you say so far has been like the most interesting thing about developing, uh, like buried into VR? Like, what what are you most excited about? I'd have to say the ghosts, just because I I think everybody's gonna be real scared of them. This mm -hmm. the mansion in general. That's my, that was one of my favorite things about via uh sorry, about buried was just uh I was always scared of the mansion as a kid. So when I uh, mm -hmm. when well, I, I think see that in VR, it's it's really amazing. What I think would be really interesting, and I I can't wait to so so ever since I I've fallen into the world of VR zombies now, and I've been watching a lot of it, and now I'm like, all right, well let's start saving up for a VR headset because I want to play this myself. And one of the things that I think would be most exciting is to actually go through the maze with the headset on. Like, first person, that's all I can see. Oh, like yeah. I, that, to <laughs> me, is what I'm most interested in trying out. Yeah, even though I remade the maze and I know what patterns it makes and all that, I still get lost in it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, th I think something about it, like, when you... Obviously, when you're playing the game, you're in first person. But when it's all you can see, I have to imagine it's a whole different experience. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah it's, cool. it's it's really amazing. So where would you go? So you do Buried. Where would you go next from there? Mob of the Dead, yep. Origins, <laughs> Mob of the Dead's next. Oh, really? God. Yeah. Oh, man. That seems like a real undertaking because you're going to so many places. You're going to afterlife mode. You're going to the bridge. And then there's the hard reset once you electrocute yourself. Does all that pose a massive uh, hill to climb for you? Or is that something that's nothing not that like I'm curious if in VR that's not as big a hill to climb. Like, oh no, actually that's that's part of the easy things. The real hard thing is what's underneath the rock that Treyarch could act doesn't have to texturize. <laughs> nope. it? It's uh it's gonna be 
the afterlife is going to postpone me at least two weeks, I assume. Two weeks? Listen to his dev times. <laughs> That's what I two find weeks. the most ridiculous. You're like, oh, man, two or three weeks is going to take me. Well, we've had developer or mod makers on here before that are like, you know, give me a month or two and I can get it through. And then another one being like, years! It's taken me years! <laughs> I love how every time we get another uh, mod maker on here, the timeline just gets shorter and yeah. shorter. This is amazing. I mean, some people don't have as much time. Though. Like, some, like, I know one of my uh, people that I work with, mm-hmm. he, uh, he only gets like an hour every couple days. He doesn't get much time. Sure. So it, it really depends on how much time you get because I can spend anywhere from you know, one hour to 13 hours a day if I wanted to. Right. But uh, it just depends on how much my brain can handle at the moment. <laughs> that makes sense. We should be measuring by time spent working in the maps, not so much yes. by how long it takes to complete them. That's fair. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, so would you would you consider uh, Origins, though? Is that perhaps on the docket or no? I'm not working on it, but there, someone else is right yeah, now. Yeah, there's, oh, already one in, there's already one in the shop that has three stars, though, so I imagine it has oh, loads yeah. of issues. Yeah, I saw it. I was going to install and play it, but because, um, I, could I was you, sucking. Could you, could you imagine, like, looking up and then seeing the robots crush you and, and imagining it being a million times bigger than you and crushing you? Like, I think that would make me jump. I've actually been in the playtest for that. Mm. And really? What's that it's, like? It's, it's really amazing. It. Because Origins is definitely the most beautiful and well put together map in Black Ops Two, in my opinion. I mean, and and seeing that giant step on top of you, he didn't have the uh, teleportation system into its head yet, so you know you're not going to get teleported in its head. You just get stepped on and whatever. But just seeing it step on you felt so crazy. Mm-hmm. But yeah, that would be insane. Um... So this wouldn't work in like normal zombies, but could you imagine though if you could actually like see out the eyes of the giant robot's head and then look down on the map? I don't, I don't. The, the, the amount of development that would take, you'd have to actually just completely make whole new landscapes so you could see out there. But that'd be a cool idea. Yeah, I don't know if he'd do that, but that'd be absolutely amazing. Oh uh, no, he shouldn't because like then you would have to completely because completely rework everything. But then yeah. just something we thought I just popped into my head because I think once you really change the perspective to not only first person but actually like everywhere you look that in- that opens up some really interesting ideas for views and like scenery and stuff like that yeah and that's what i think intrigues me most about zombies it like adds a level of immersion that just isn't there when you're looking at it through a television and you have a controller in hand yeah it's definitely it's one of the things I was wondering, so like, what is your, what's your background? So I know like you do a bit of scripting. Do you have like a, a CS background or where, like, how did you, how did you like realize that this was an opportunity or a possibility for you? Well, for, for coding and starting, I was uh, working in blade and sorcery and mm-hmm. uh, I was making just weapons, just little swords you can poke people with, whatever. And I was like, I want this one to shoot a bullet, <laughs> but you can't just be like, okay, shoot a bullet. And then it shoots a bullet. You got to make that work. So. I started watching a class. I probably spent, I watched a four hour video, I think five times uh, just to get an understanding. Cause every time I watched it, I would learn something that I didn't learn before. Mm-hmm. And at the end of it all, I, I just knew what I was doing pretty much. And uh, I've made multiple different guns, different things, different teleporters, different things you can do with coding and just uh, it's, it's endless. It's endless what you can do with coding. And that so I, are you are you self-taught as far as like programming goes? Yeah, I've never taken an actual course. Wow. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, that's dude, impressive. you're a testament to the YouTube tutorial community, the self-taught yeah. people. 
That's amazing. Well, that's, Congrats, dude. That is kind of a lot of how the world of CS goes. So I'm a I'm a computer science major. So I've I've been learning this stuff for about eight years now or so. Like I started in high school. Now I'm in my fourth year of university now. Um, but because of the recent virus and all that, I've had to like move to online classes. Yeah. And I'm like, well, CS is already online <laughs> because what I end up doing is just like not understanding something in lecture and then learning it from some Indian guy <laughs> on YouTube. Yep. <laughs> mm -hmm. And that's that's typically how my experience has gone. Like there's you could you could learn almost anything in the world of programming computer science on YouTube. It's it's an incredible resource for that. You yeah. know, quick interesting note you bring up there. Does that mean because that's so common that you find those tutorials that typically are uh, outsourced by Indian workers. And I think a lot of coding jobs are outsourced to India. Does their infrastructure for computer scientists or at least knowledge for computer science, is it so vast or do you think it's more to deal with just they have a bigger population to pull from and that's why they're able to do tutorials? I think what happened is that um, there's a lot of people in India learning to program because okay. it's one of those skills that you can learn on your own at home. Yeah. All you need is really just a laptop. So, and it's one of those jobs that's getting outsourced to India a lot. So I think what you have is a massive population that's willing to learn to code. Mm -hmm. And then you saw people who understand computer science in India saw that demand and then started making their own tutorials. Um, mm -hmm. So actually what I run into is I look up a lot of videos and I'll have to listen to it for a couple seconds and say to myself, is this a thick accent or is this video in Hindi? And then the video will be in Hindi, and then I'll have to click off and find one in English. Yeah. Um, that's actually really common. There's a lot of Indian creators making computer science videos. Mm -hmm. Really good, too, and like in-depth university-level stuff. Um, but I've gotten really good at understanding the Indi thick Indian accent. As a result. <laughs> so that's what I thought was fascinating, though, because it seems like the demand for computer science created these uh, experts in computer science in India, and then they ended up teaching the people who originally wanted the demand for computer science, the upcoming generation of people in America logging online. So I think that's that's a fascinating cycle to see how this self-taught community comes out of the, the, you know, software developers and coders and that sector of the online world. That's really yeah. cool. It's you can learn almost anything off of it, which is pretty cool that, that you were able to then take what you learned online and then put that into zombies VR, which is just awesome. Yeah, absolutely. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And so, so like when you're when you're doing something like that, are there any limitations, or do you feel like you could do almost anything? Because sometimes I'll talk to map makers, and they'll be like, "Well, the engine just doesn't allow for it." But is the Pavlo engine pretty open? Well, there's a lot of restrictions with Pavlov, but I mean, if you really took the time, anything is possible. It's just how much time you're willing to put into it. Interesting. Yeah, I could sit there for, you know, four hours looking at the same screen and it's not going to change how much I know. So it, as long as you're, you know, building it, you also have to be learning stuff too. So it's, it's that's just how just, much time you're willing to put into it. That's what I find interesting. Cause it seemed, it seems like from talking to map makers that at least like the zombie custom maps modding tools, they're actually relatively locked down. And you're kind of only, for a lot of the time, only able to work with the features they already have implemented into the game. And you'll see stuff get added, but it's a much slower process. Whereas, like, it seems like with the, uh, with the, at least the community developing maps for VR, 
they've just hit the ground running and they're adding all sorts of features. Like I was not expecting something like Leroy just to be feasible. Oh yeah, absolutely. Just because you'd have to build that from the ground up. But it it seems like there's much more opportunity to actually like develop features and new things into maps through VR. Yeah, there's definitely more you can do. I mean, I don't know because I've never used the Call of Duty, you know, modding system, Mm -hmm. but I assume they have it locked down so you can't do something they haven't done. You know, you got to use what they they have, their assets, but we make our own assets, you know. We joke Mm -hmm. a lot sometimes with um, VR or not VR with custom apps where it's like you have death by soul box. Which is like the main way people will implement like different Easter egg features, and you'll have like a million soul boxes around the map because that's yeah. something that Treyarch has done. And then I'm not exactly sure what the limitations are, but it sure feels like it is sometimes. Like it's not as open as just like I'm going to do whatever I want. Yeah, I've definitely. Lot- I watched videos a lot on custom maps because I'm I I don't actually have Black Ops Three or anything, so <laughs> I don't get to play them. I don't really play a lot of on-screen games. I play mostly VR too. I, as much as I, you know, make VR, I also play VR a lot. When did you first get into VR? When did when did you were you an early adopter to the VR scene? No, not really. Actually, it was right before I started modding VR. I got VR and started modding it pretty much Im- immediately. But uh, I was in uh, Tennessee and uh, uh-huh. I went to this mall, and in the mall there was a uh, VR like thing mm-hmm. you get to like see VR and play with it a little bit. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was just one of those uh, ones where you sit down in like a chair. No, I actually I got to be up and stand and walk around. Oh, I paid sixty dollars for a half hour, which is really expensive, mm-hmm. but I enjoyed every minute of it, and I would never go back because I got home and I ordered one right then and there. Oh, so was it the one where you actually can run where they like belt you in, and then you wear special shoes and you can go in different directions type of deal, or was it just a normal setup room where you're you're cool? Let me see if I can get what I'm talking about. I, I, yeah, I know what you're talking about. You're talking about the oh. uh, VR treadmills. Yeah, and, uh, yes. See, you know, you're in it. <laughs> it wasn't that, though. Oh, I, I have gotcha. not gotten these one of those. I was thinking about getting one sometime soon, but they're just, I've oh. heard they're not, I've heard they're not the best right now. It feels very uh, wobbly, people say. It says, uh, uh, what do you call it? Like, like, when you slide your foot, it just feels like you're not really walking. Yeah. See, my modding, my or my VR experience at the mall is me doing the like it's like a chair that they have on like a little hydraulic and i I think (laughs) i think i did like a roller coaster and i I felt so sick halfway through that i just stopped like i was getting (laughs) nauseous almost immediately and i was just like yeah no thanks this isn't for me and i left right away but i did one sony had a setup at uh cod xp where it was like they had a full chair that like felt like a spaceship chair then you Mm -hmm. were in like the space battle and that was one of the most incredible experiences I've ever had in terms of gaming. Like they, so I mean, well, Sony knocked it out of the park because this was like their top of the line demo. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then the mall was just a shitty experience that I think I paid 20 bucks to just put on a VR headset and a hydraulic <laughs> chair and get nauseous for five minutes. Yeah, it was a little uh, egg, egg-shaped seat, right? Yeah, something like that. I yeah, think. I've seen one in my mall like that too. It's mm-hmm. no good. <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't recommend the experience at all. That's a, but it, it did make me worry that like oh shit if I do get like a vibe or an Oculus am I gonna get uh, nauseous from that? But I hear that they've worked that out pretty good. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I started out with the uh, Vive and then I got the Vive Pro and now I'm at the uh, Valve Index. But uh, the Vive was perfectly suitable for anyone who wants to get into VR, especially right now at the price you can get them for two hundred and fifty dollars. It's 
it's yeah no, that's not bad at all is do you find that like the vr community is pretty small right now because it's so new and you have to have like a decent bit of hardware to jump in i mean yeah it's it's small but it's growing up every day i think one of uh the discords that i'm in for vr has like sixteen thousand members so oh, wow. there's sixteen thousand people just there that have most of them have vr some of them are interested in getting vr that's a lot mm-hmm. and it's just... uh it's just really cool to see all the people that but some of them you know are just not there they don't care about it. i don't know mm-hmm. i feel like a lot of people would see the vr zombies maps and like they want to play it but i'm not sure how many people have like vr but like like even i'm watching the videos i'm like i want to try this yeah, I've had multiple and then I'm go- people that say they don't have VR, and they're like, "I got to get VR after seeing this." And it's yeah, really cool. because that's what I I, I I saw the buried VR trailer, and then I fell into that rabbit hole, and then I'm like, well, <laughs> "Google the different prices and figure it out." Mm-hmm. And now it's definitely on my radar. Like, and as far as like making the maps, so it's you. I know you mentioned somebody else kind of really laid the foundation for um for like all the mod tools and zombies. Yeah, what was his name again? How uh, CZ, he actually, uh, CZ. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He's on uh, YouTube and Discord. I don't know if I have any links to his stuff right now, but, uh, so how yeah. many people would you say are working on, uh, like zombies maps right now? So like it's you CZ. Is there anybody else? I mean, there's a uh, killer jam. You played his, uh, Derby's map. Yes. Uh, yeah. He's working on that. He did Kino and he's working on origins right now, but, uh, there's other people that are making maps. Uh, I don't know if you guys know Ice Grenade from Black Ops 3 mods. Uh, he's working on some VR mod maps. Uh, Maybe. Name sounds vaguely familiar. Do you remember what he did on the workshop? If he said Black Ops 3 mods? Uh, I think I've seen... I've actually never played them, you know, but I've seen one. It was... Uh, like, I don't want to say the wrong name, but I feel like it was something to do with uh, Cheese Cube or something like that. <laughs> All the classic, excuse uh, me. If he's, if he's behind Cheese Cube, then... That's one of the greatest custom maps of all time. Ice Blade, you said? <laughs> uh, ice Grenade. I feel like I'm saying the wrong grenade. one. Though. <laughs> well, you know, I can't throw a grenade. Sorry if he's watching this and I'm... Uh... Well, one of the things I was wondering, so I, I saw Kino in VR. Looks like he does yeah. guns. One of the things I noticed is that like the textures have a different look and style to them. Like The Kino one looked more like it was Black Ops, but with a VR headset where yours... I don't, something about just the art style seemed different is that like a design choice or is that just a difference between black ops 2 and black ops 1 well i mean do you mean like uh color or what do you what do you mean i i would say both like color palette and lighting um yeah so lighting is the one of the most difficult things in the engine because yeah. you trying to mimic what they did i i take what they have as a a template mm-hmm. but i kind of go my own path same for materials and particles None of the particles that I've made, like if you see like the ashes in town, if you see uh, uh, sparks or something like that, none of those actually came from the game because you can't get those from the game. You can't do anything with those. So yeah. you actually have to remake them yourself. So all the stuff, why it looks different is because we've made it ourselves. That makes sense. Yeah, because I guess when you consider town, you have a lot. Well, when you're outdoors, you have those like ash particles floating around. Whereas Kino, it's inside. You don't have as many particle effects. So I guess that makes sense that it's easier to mimic Treyarch in an indoor experience than an outdoor experience. Yeah. Yeah, that's interesting. So do you do you feel that way with like Buried? Like where would where does Buried kind of fall in that spectrum? Because it's indoors, but it's also not. Well, like is it difficult to mimic Treyarch in that environment? 
it, it definitely is, but like like I've said, I like the uh, ground. The ground was all messed up. See, the way they work their ground is they have different uh different textures that are supposed to blend into each other, but they don't blend when you export them. So you have to. I made my own, you know, mud for the ground, so it's not oh. using their textures at all, and uh, so mimicking so it... there, it it's not really mimicking their map there. If you look at the ground and Barry, you're not going to see the same thing you're going to see in VR. Mm -hmm. Does it just kind of look like a mishmash of textures when you say they don't blend? Yeah, it'll be like uh, they'll have one that's called uh, sand, and that's got rocks, and it's got sand, and it's got little pebbles and seashells and stuff. But then, like, uh, there'll be a black spot, and it'll call wet mud, but it's just a flat texture. Yeah. And it doesn't blend into it, and it looks bad. So I just made my own materials that do blend. So that I makes can... sense. You just like throw those together in Photoshop and stuff. Yeah, pretty much. I mean, you can, or you can get them off uh, offline and make. Uh, you could just download a picture of a seamless mud or make it seamless, and then uh, make a normal map and stuff. Or you got normal and height maps you have to make for them to mm -hmm. make them look good. Yeah. So one one of the things I was wondering, uh, paralyzer. Any shot of that coming in or no? I I you knew I told someone no earlier, but then I was really starting to think about it. It could be done because it's realistically all it's got to do is heat up to a certain temperature and you know stop being able to be used. But it's got to slow down the zombies and then just destroy them with a couple particle effects. So it's not terribly it's not impossible, but it's that's a whole that's a whole bit of extra work there too. It's not on my list right right now. Yeah, I don't blame you. And then even if you if you really want to get ambitious, making it like fly. But oh, that would that would probably yeah. be way too much work. There's a couple reasons I won't do that, and one of them is because <laughs> I, don't blame, of... <laughs> I don't blame you. I don't blame. You. Oh, he's ready for this. <laughs> one of them is because of players that aren't exactly VR friendly. You know, I got my VR legs, so I could go and ride a roller coaster standing up, and I wouldn't be affected by it. But mm -hmm. some people can't even walk in VR without falling over. <laughs> yeah. I'm, so I'm still a newbie by far. Uh, so you point that thing down and fly around, people are going to lose their balance and fall over. And there's thing a lot I... of glitches that opens up. Like if you like lay on top of a pole and then the zombies can't get to you, it'll oh, yeah. that glitch, you know. Yeah, it's hard to got... combat that. Yeah, that's probably what I would say is the single best reason not to. Because then that creates a million different errors you got to prevent from glitching. Yeah, that's a whole yep. load of work. It, it is so funny seeing like the skill gap in VR. Because I sent you read, I sent you two different. I think I sent you two different videos. One was Noah playing it on Town, your map, and then another of a guy whose channel is dedicated to VR playing it on Kino. And Noah would like he'd be he his gun would fly everywhere. It would take him <laughs> like a minute to kill a single zombie. Yep. But mm -hmm. then I'd see the uh, the guy whose channel is dedicated to it playing on Kino. Mm -hmm. And he's like, he's in the military. And he's like, pew, 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 <laughs> knocking out the zombies. He's got it down. And like, even just like the way he's holding the gun and the way it's see it, it looks much better than Noah. Yep. And not to, yeah. not to rag on Noah, but like this guy's channel is <laughs> dedicated to VR. So I imagine he's playing these VR games all the time. So he's got it down. And it's very clear that there is a skill gap in just how you're able to move and navigate. Yes. Definitely. Yes. I can't relax yet. That's one of the first things that came <laughs> in. It's like, this is so stressful compared to normal zombies. And it made me think back to the time of what it was like to relearn how to, or my, like my first time playing video games. And this must be what it's like when I hand, you know, a, a family member, 
a controller and say, okay, go ahead and play. And I'm like, how do you not get this? It's not that hard. You pick it up really quick. And today, <laughs> man, I was like, oh my God, Reed, this is it. This is it. You're experiencing learning how to do controls all over again. It was so strange for me to be in Pavlov, hit every button and no menus came up. And I was like, what <laughs> i'm so illiterate and then the simple yep. things like dude you, you just press two buttons at the same time like that's that's basic oh giant dropped out oh no camera's gonna be off until he gets back in <laughs> there we go but that surprised me that certainly surprised me that i had to relearn and get those legs especially since i feel like i'm such a seasoned gamer at this point I'm gamer but seriously like i played a lot of video games i'm pretty proficient that i could pick up just about anything with a controller but yeah you throw a keyboard and mouse in my hand or apparently a vr headset it's back <laughs> to the basics absolutely back to the basics Jeez, I've lost. Have you lost everything, John? No, okay, I'm back. I'm here. Okay. <laughs> Discord, like, crashed for a moment, and then I wasn't sure it was running again, but I am here. You know, it might have... I've seen it doing this frequently since they opened up the... From 10 video calls to 50 de video calls because of the whole uh, virus outbreak in the country right now. So there's going to be more stress on video calls in the in Discord, on Discord servers. Yeah, so. I did see they put out that memo about that. Which was like very good on Discord. Way to go. It did. I was thinking about. Oh, yeah. I wanted to. So you mentioned like menus, and I was curious what your approach and thought to it was because I've seen a lot of different things. Mm -hmm. Like in Kino, the guy just had a bunch of text written on like a sign that was literally just posted by the teleporter. Yeah. Um, on Deree's, I just saw a bunch of floating texts on the walls that looked like a console log output. Mm -hmm. like what, what exactly do you go for? Like, what's your approach on that? I don't have any menu. They figure no. it out when they play. <laughs> it's it's. I mean, if you've played Pavlov before, I guess you'd probably get it. Um, you know, you pick up your gun and you have an ammo counter on the side of your gun that tells yeah. you how many mags you have left. And uh... I think it's definitely like a stylistic choice. And one of the things I was wondering is it possible to create like a HUD that is always in the player's vision? If if that makes sense. I mean, that'd be a little difficult i think possibly i think with the current state that we have and what we have access to in pavlov maybe not mm -hmm. but if we could attach yeah it could be done i guess if i you tag it to a player and then uh joint the hud that you made to their bone and get the rotation i guess well, cause what I was, what I was thinking about was like when you, when you get hit in zombies, typically you'll have like a, um, like your screen will go red and you might even see like a little bit of like more red in the direction that you've been hit. And I was wondering if something like that was possible. Yeah. I mean, I actually had that in my map and when you get hit, you, uh, mm. it, uh, displays the, uh, audio logs from, uh, Black Ops 2, you know, like Misty's. Your shoulder mm -hmm. do a little screech or whatever, so it does that when you get hit. Dope! Look at you. Oh, that's cool. Getting it all <laughs> together already. Is implementing uh, audio dialogue difficult? The way you made it sounds like it would just be. Is it a tedious process to input all those? Because I remember it's like Vox PLR, and there's just yeah. thousands of those lines, and then to try there's, and link that oh up. Yeah. Okay. That was my so, assumption. Go ahead. It's 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 really difficult actually, and mm -hmm. I haven't got it fully figured out because right now, if you were to get hit. It's going to display one of the four people. You're not linked to a certain person. Oh, that's funny. Uh, 
So, I mean, it's almost like a dream, I guess. Where you hear all the voices, it's like you're sure. like, just kind of there with it. That's mm-hmm. the way I like to picture it. Some people don't like to picture it and they hate on me for it, but that's how I see it. It's fine. It's a fine approach and keep going with it. Yeah, that's fine. <laughs> yeah, that's that's just how I like to think about it because it, it's, I mean, you're not even actually the characters yet. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're not the characters yet. I'm working on it. Oh, you, you, so uh, you could be the character model. It's, oh, I guess you see the avatars, especially... Uh, ever done VR chat? I'm sorry, this is coming up. <laughs> I have I yet have to do VR that. Chat. How is that? For me, I'd like to know somebody that's almost like a, a... who fell in love with VR, you mod for VR. How's your approach to that? What seems to me chaos of a mode of a game. Uh. <laughs> I mean, I don't want to get too far into it, but oh god, come on, Reed. Do you know the way? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, VR chat's very toxic. It's it's hard to find a good group of people on there, but but they are there because oh. I I sat with this uh, guy from Australia. I sat, I had a eight hour conversation with him just sitting in a bar, and that was an absolutely amazing experience. That's what keeps me going back to VR chat. But then there's sometimes when everybody's just screaming in your ears. There's the eye rape things that'll you know break your eyes. Oh but, God! <laughs> yeah, that, your vision goes crazy. I've I've almost fell over. I'm almost puked. It's it's bad. That's a thing. <laughs> I never yeah. knew about that. They'll shake your screen and make your screen morph. And it's on a screen, it doesn't look like anything. But when you're in VR, your yeah. your vision oh, is yeah. changing. And you know it, it. It's definitely a problem. But there is good times to be had on uh, VR chat. I think you got to imagine it like almost reddit in a sense where it's like in reddit you can have some really terrible communities and you can have some some vile stuff go on within reddit but then there's also a lot of really good communities or really interesting things that are people are doing and happening on reddit so it's like you get the good with the bad yeah that makes sense but sometimes the only thing people want to talk about are the bad parts of it most of the time it seems like in these little corners they just got to chronically complain about everything I mean, he gave us an example here before we got into that conversation was he's making a map for them and they're complaining. I don't want to hear all four quotes. Are you (laughs) kidding me? He's making a free mod for you to play this. Shut up. Just enjoy the damn game. You got to remember, too, you're just one guy. Yeah. Treyarch's a whole team all getting paid. You're doing this just really for fun yeah. so many people don't get that so many people yeah. do not get that oh my god <laughs> it's that's why like when when i when i saw it just like playing buried in vr and having the zombies there and buying weapons off the wall was good enough like to me i was sold on that and then as i dug further i'm like oh shit they got the perks and the pack and punch in the mystery box and i'm like i'm in it's perfect <laughs> Yep. And then you're like, yeah, we got Leroy coming. And I'm also working on a few little Easter eggs here. And I'm like, Jesus Christ. Like, 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 not that I say my expectations were low, but what it took to impress me, the bar was low because I was just happy for what was there. Absolutely. You know? Yeah. So like the more I learn, I'm just like more and more thrilled about it. It's amazing. I can't wait to actually dive in when I'm a competent player to to really experience VR. It was jarring. I gotta be honest with you. When I played that zombie mode, the Pavlov zombie hospital, uh to see them running at me, even though the avatars were totally janky, and I was like, yeah. they're not <laughs> scary. But just the the motion of them coming at you to hit you is like, I, I can't, I don't know how guns work in this game. This is, ah, <laughs> whoa, that's a feeling. 
And I think there's a lot of potential down this road. So almost getting into what I facetiously titled today's stream, is there a future for this uh, in zombies? That this could be a path down VR. This could be a path for the Call of Duty zombies game to explore is virtual reality. That it could potentially lead to experiences we could never have had normally in Call of Duty zombies that might make people want to go down this path or make developers want to try and create something extra i don't think it's gonna be mainstream yet because there's it's too expensive it's still there's not enough return for somebody to jump into zombies so let's just ignore the fact there's a price problem you need to have a computer dev time oh let's just ignore that but is there something that you if you had a team of people working with you or in your mind if treyarch was had a hundred people working on vr vr zombies do you think they could do something incredible? Is there something in your mind? Like if I just had a team of people, this could blow, like people don't even think about this because they don't even know how to develop in VR or they don't even know how to approach VR. Is there anything like that? I mean, I think that, uh, that was a lot. Hold on. I'm trying yeah, to process it's, it. It's totally fine. <laughs> I know. I give an example. Then I give like three follow-ups. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Pick whatever you want to answer. It's totally fine. <laughs> my mind's stuck on right now the fact that, like, I don't think that Call of Duty ever will come to VR. Mm -hmm. Just because it limits... I don't I don't even know how to put well, that. Well, here, can I... Yeah, here, let me ask a question. Because this is something that has been floating around in my mind once I realized, like, VR zombies could be a thing, and it's... What's stopping a developer and even Treyarch really from incorporating an alternate VR mode into their game or like an alternate view? So it's like when I'm playing on PC, I have two set like in my display settings, I could check pick like monitor or headset. And what's stopping them from just changing and mapping the camera to the headset? Well, I mean, you can do that. You can do that as it is. Like there's a application called Vorpex, although you'll get a big headache from it because when you're playing, you can't when you're uh, playing those games, if you were to map that, you know, camera to your headset, you, you can't still hold the gun. So you're just playing with the controller mm, still. Yeah. So it's very disorienting. I've played games with the controller. I've played the games with the keyboard using the headset. And it feels weird when you have the headset on not being able to actually move anything else besides your screen. Mm -hmm. you, know, you can't look around still. You have to like look around with the analog stick. And it's... Mm. Uh, very, oh. very disorienting. Good point. Okay, so so you can wear it like a headset, but if I look to the left, it won't look to the left. I have to. Nope. You look stick. to the left, and it stays where it is. Yeah. Uh, see, I was well. That's then also what I was wondering is like, would it be too much trouble for Treyarch just to kind of map head movement, like replace, like it would, it would basically like the sticks would no longer work, or one of the sticks wouldn't work, and it would just be mapped to the headset. I guess that wouldn't work. It could but they'd have to do a lot more work than just that like mm. for all their guns when you're in first person there's i don't know if you guys know but there's different models for the guns so when you're in first person you see the view model mm. which the other half of the gun isn't actually there you don't it's never there it's mm -hmm. invisible oh yeah cause you mm -hmm. got you got to consider your hands yep yeah so if you could move your head then you'd see that part of the gun so they have to switch and they have to remake those models into full models mm. and how i'm doing the uh models for my guns i'm I'm not sure if you've seen that video on Facebook, but someone has a, they're in buried and they're using the, uh, 
there's a PDW in there, which is one of the custom guns I added in. There's an M14 and there's a, uh, uh, what is the other one? AN94. Mm-hmm. Nice. So those are the, those are the uh, world models, which is what people see that you're holding, which is a full model, but it's very yeah. low poly. So like the grips for the guns are squares. Mm-hmm. They're not actually rounded off. It doesn't look pretty, but it works. Right. So they'd have to switch off to that if they wanted yeah. to make your head movement. Okay. See that. See, this is exactly why I wanted to like have somebody like you on because I've I've literally like I found myself before like walking to class and being like, why can't they just map the headset to a? <laughs> It'd be so easy, and then just put a throw a quick switch in the settings menu, and I never consider that like, well, yeah, the other half of that gun model doesn't exist. So what do you? Yeah. Then we got to replace the models, and how how are you going to work your hands if you're stuck to the controller, but the controller is also mapped to your head? You know, like these are the things that I didn't even think about, but I'm sure somebody like you who is like worked on think about it all the time. Like, <laughs> like this is this is what you eat, sleep and breathe. Yeah. I mean, that's how I even got here is because before VR and all this, when I was playing, you know, zombies with my brother back when I was, you know, 11 and up till, you know, when we stopped playing, I had this constant dream of just being in the maps and seeing them. Oh, mm-hmm. dude. That's... And then I realized I can make that reality. And before the, this mod, before this mod even ever actually came to be a thing, I was uh, on Blade and Sorcery. I was just trying to add town into there. Mm-hmm. But then a couple weeks after I started to work on that, I said that this was a thing. It just started to be, you know, spring up. And I was like, I'm done. I'm going to move over here. So I started working with Unreal Engine. And now here I am making the maps so we can see them in VR. It's. I love oh, the fact though, that this is all self-taught because yeah, I imagine and like, a passion project. Every, That's every awesome. time you every time you start one of these, I imagine you're like, okay, well, I gotta learn now how to rip the maps. Yeah. Okay, and now I gotta now I gotta learn this whole new mode, and now I gotta learn Unreal, and now I gotta learn to script. Oh, and I need to fix these textures, so now I gotta learn Photoshop and make these textures like. Like I I I feel like most people would see that and be like, oh, I don't want to learn Unreal. I'll just yep. stick to this mode or I don't want to bother learning the script. So I'm just going to work with the tools that are available. But I, I love the fact that you like you, you see these challenges you take them. You're like, yeah, let's fuck it. Let's learn a script so I can go figure <laughs> this out. Yep. That's uh, awesome. It is. Yeah, there's, there's some people in there that just uh, they, they want to do it, but they don't understand it. And they'll ask yeah. you question after question after question because they don't want to learn. They, they don't retain that information. You tell them either. Like I told this one kid how to make guns spawn in the uh, mystery box and he took that information and he used it once and then he asked me about i think like two hours later he was like how did you do it again and i was like how did you not retain that information you have it in your map already Mm -hmm. and uh he just doesn't want to learn because before i did all this i went and i learned how to use it first because you can't just throw yourself into making a map and you have no idea what you're doing you need to learn the engine first before you're going to go working on you know the details how long do you think it took? So, so starting from when you first decided you wanted to make town, and then over the course of like learning Unreal and then getting the scripting down, how long do you think that whole process took you? Well, the scripting came a little easier just because I have a lot of uh, C sharp knowledge from Unity. Okay, yeah. But it's definitely different because it's not actual code that you're looking at in the line. You're looking at nodes and it's placing it all. But I understood what they meant. Some mm-hmm. people just don't get that. Yeah, but no, that makes sense. From the start of town, before I actually like, had basic knowledge of it all, it only took me probably a month and a half to understand 
what I was doing when I was doing it. Mm -hmm. Up till now, of course, you know, now I have really good knowledge of what I'm doing. Yeah, now you feel pretty confident with it. Yeah, but there's a lot of stuff I still don't know. And I ask people that are in the Discord and they know things I don't. And I know things they don't. It, we all work together to make things work. And it's really amazing. That's terrific. It, Being able that, to bounce off people as well in the Discord community. Discord's really facilitated a great place for that. Sorry, I don't mean to cut you off five times, shy. <laughs> I just want to finish the song. Go ahead, John. Go ahead. I was wondering, like, does all this that you learn and these skills, do they translate into other VR games? Because I saw on your YouTube channel that, like, you were making stuff for Beat Saber. Or does kind of, like, the skills in one game, you kind of got to relearn them for another game? It, it depends on the engine. I mean, some of them run off their own engine, but most of them are Unity and Unreal. So mm -hmm. if it runs off Unity and Unreal, I have it down. I know what I'm doing. You can just hop into it and do it. For the most part, there's some things that they do custom, which I wouldn't know how to do. Like Pavlov has a lot of different custom things you have to access that I wouldn't know how to work with if I didn't have uh, the functions list that uh, one of the guy's friends for him. Mm -hmm. um, well, it's like that. It, a lot of this is like that, as you were saying, like the community with like custom mappers too. Because like you'll look at one custom map and then you look at the credits, there's like 10 of them. And each one like... The modder who found a way to get the modern warfare weapons in, and the modder yep. that figured out how to work um, or whatever. Is that me or is it John? Oh no, I think it's me. Yeah. Oh, by coming back, I, I think my internet just had a hiccup. Would be my guess. Yeah, you're there. You got really robotic. -y. Yeah, yeah, I thought yeah. so. I thought so. Well, you have to repeat yourself there a little bit. I didn't really hear much. Yeah, of that. John, repeat yourself. Oh, uh, what did you last hear? I don't even I don't remember. remember. <laughs> yep, not a clue. <laughs> oh shit. Okay. Well, I was just thinking. Um, I was just saying, like, a lot of custom maps. If you look like the credits, you'll see like ten different names. And yeah, you'll yeah. have like the guy that made the weapons and the guy that uh, figured out how to add Leroy and the guy that made a cool lighting script. And it's almost in a way like developing is standing on the shoulders of giants, especially when you have like these communities and it's really cool how that comes together. Yeah. It seems like that's the same thing that's going on with um, with VR. Pretty much. I mean, every day someone's finding out something new. I mean, no matter how small or big it is, something new just appears. So no matter if we use it or not, I mean, I have, you know, I think six or seven people in my credits up from, you know, when they first started uh, porting maps, someone, uh, it's a Shylon 12 or something like that. I can't remember the name exactly, but they figured out how to port maps. And they had this uh, thing that makes it really easy, but it, it still has its flaw, uh, flaws to it. But that's, of course, in my credits, because that's one mm -hmm. person that figured out how to do that. Mm-hmm. Up until now, you know, like my most recent credits is uh, Brav Soldat. He's the one who figured out how to do custom guns. And now I'm able to put in all the Black Ops 2 guns. It's it's just little steps. Everybody has that little inch forward. Everyone has that progress to make it till the maps are unbelievable. Yeah. <laughs> oh, God dang it. What is happening? <laughs> is it? Is it? Started is it John's internet or is it? Yes, it is. Oh, good. So it's not just me. It's just John. Well, he's home. I was worried I was dropping the stream or something like that. Okay. Well, that's reassuring that I'm not losing it on that end. So while John comes back in about a minute, um, 
this has been wonderful. Thanks for coming on for starters yeah, for all this. This has been enlightening for all the VR stuff. And I think, by the way, I think it's made in Radiant, not uh, Unreal. Radiant for custom zombies. That's the Call of Duty side that you said you had no idea about. So yeah, I I, I think that makes a lot more sense. Um, at least for any of the viewers that might have been screaming at me the entire stream being like, no, it's made in Radiant, you moron. That's really <laughs> cool, and that is made in Unreal. And is is there different versions of the Unreal Engine? Because I thought there was, like Unreal Engine 1, 2, and 3. Um, and which one are you using, if that is the case? Four. Go ahead. 4. You're in 4. Okay. Is that yeah. the latest and greatest? Yeah, definitely. I mean, it's it's amazing what it can handle and what it can do. Although mm-hmm. it has flaws, it's it's probably the most advanced engine in my eyes. Mm-hmm. That's that's just out for you to use. Okay, you know, anybody can hop in and start making any game they want if they have the knowledge. I've, oh, can you yes, we can't hear you. Yeah, can hear You're you. not robotic anymore, which is great. Um, I'm curious, have you seen those Mario demos, those Super Mario demos that just show like all the fluid dynamics in Unreal Engine? Is that yeah, I actually I talked to that guy pretty uh oh pretty recently uh cool. He's got uh, some VR tech demos too. I think he made Mario VR, but it got canned because the uh uh yeah the uh, Nintendo mm-hmm. uh, so they were yeah, gonna file a lawsuit against Nintendo. Yeah, yeah, I figured Nintendo would be quick to throw the lawsuit hammer. Yeah, yep. they are normally very quick to do that. You know, of course, it's always a worry with us making these uh, yeah. zombies maps too. I I worry every day I'm gonna wake up and see a cease and desist from, you know, Treyarch that says if you don't take down your maps and stop what you're doing, then we're gonna you know sue you. Well, but, in, in one respect though, they do that. You take it down. All right. It sucks that all that effort is gone, but you can still play it personally. You still have your file. You just can't upload it to the public anymore. Yeah, but mm-hmm. I, I don't want to. I don't think they're not gonna do that. Is because of the community hatred they'd get, especially right now with the fact that uh oh I forgot his name Jason Blundell just got you know <laughs> the main yeah. zombies guy is gone from Treyarch yeah. and they took out zombies from uh, mobile. Yeah. They, if they got rid of this, there's some they have some hatred against zombies. So oh, they might just be moving on. I mean, that could be a brand direction for them if they decide that Call of Duty is beyond zombies at this point and. That might be a reality we have to accept. But I think this niche community is going to survive long past it. I feel like it's going to be something like Dota that has just stayed around forever, even though it's been around for so long. So people are like, you could ask gamers, what's Dota? And many will go, I've never heard of Dota. What are you talking about? And it's like, it's a really big game. They'd be like, no, it's not. And they'd be like, you heard of Fortnite? Of course I've heard of Fortnite. It's like, Jesus. <laughs> it's crazy the world we live in. I think Zombies is going to fill that niche of a much smaller, Dota's huge, but much, much smaller community as time goes on if Treyarch decides to move on. Um, you know, and I hope they move to VR, too. Cause... I think the only the scenario I can... Oh, God. He's going robotic oh, again. My bad. <laughs> A little bit. You're lagging. You're coming in and out. It's okay. <laughs> it's okay, John. Maybe your family's streaming right now, or John's family's decided to start streaming uh, Netflix. <laughs> uh, well, we're probably going to have to get the topic time probably when he gets back, and then we'll hit that up. And uh, I'm just grateful again for this look into the VR zombies has been wonderful. I'm yeah. I'm so excited to see everything down the pipeline and your buried project and Mob of the Dead next. That sounds pretty darn exciting. I, I've had this just excitement in myself lately 
just so excited to work on it. You know, oh, it makes me want to just hop off a of buried right now and go work on it. But I can't. I want to finish. <laughs> I want to finish what I'm doing and then go work on it. It's a great way, great method, great ideology to get it done. John, do you want to do topic time? I can hear you, but you're really rough. Oh God, I might have. <laughs> you're still a robot. Is your family streaming you Netflix right now? Time? I think I'll do topic time. I'm getting it up. Don't worry, I got it. I got this, John. You can you can just listen in and and hopefully keep your internet together so the boxes aren't screwed for the rest of the stream. Um, da, 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 da. Or yeah, you might want to turn off your camera. That might help with your bandwidth. Topic suggestions. We'll get into topic time this week and then read your generous donations to answer some questions. Uh, the first. Topic time for this week, and we tried to relate them to VR. A favorite zombies jump scare. Did you have you put any VR jump scares into your maps, Ben? Uh, no, I've not. You're a good person. There it is. <laughs> That's terrific. I've I've never had a VR jump scare experience so far. I'm terrifying. I agree. <laughs> My robot. You're coming back. You're coming back, though. It's it, in and out. <laughs> yeah. Am I? Okay. Not uh, better. I'm going go. to see what's going on. Kind of. Oh, okay. Well, John's going to go do that. <laughs> I apologize for the, the boxes. He'll be back at some time. But uh, legit zombies, do you... Uh, is there any jump scares? I know the... Like, actually playing the game. Oh, but you said you didn't play many of the games. Have you played any of the... You played BO2, so you at least had Mob of the Dead and Origins jump scares. Have you seen the classified last-gen Richtofen jump scare in the past? I have not. Oh, God, it's cringeworthy. So <laughs> between Mob and Origins, have you ever even triggered them, the jump scares? I did the Origins one, but I knew it was coming, so I didn't really care. Like, it wasn't right. like uh, I wasn't scared of it, I guess. But, yeah, I mean, I definitely probably <laughs> don't have intentions of adding them to my maps. <laughs> Good on you. Well, I guess, yeah, Cheese Puff, uh, if I had to pick a favorite jump scare, I'm along the lines of uh, probably Origins. That one looked unique and interesting. Orange Man from... A very interesting name. Skipped last episode in order to listen to it at work. Missed a perfect triple play. Won a giveaway. John mispronounced my name. And he recognized me as a frequenter of Topic Time. What I would have give to go back in time and change my nickname from Mars. That episode just during Topic Time. Jokes aside, I look forward to Jug. It's definitely going to make going to take center stage on my desk. Curious to where I can get the Speak Cola version as well, if that's possible. Thank you. That's right. John never got back to me about the giveaway oh, yeah. we did last week for... Yes, we can hear you. You sound great. Uh, for the Patreon, so I do need to get that back to Prestigious Key, who watches the show. I will get you that location if we even know. Um, I'm not sure where John gets them, but we definitely not going to no, say it publicly on the show. Oh, you I do know? It. Okay, well, don't say I, it publicly, because uh... that's how we get patrons to come. So that's different. <laughs> no, um, I sent out the bottles, I think, on Wednesday. Oh, terrific. Wednesday, Tuesday, I forget which day I sent of last week. So they should be out and hopefully reach you in the mail soon. I would hope it would have gotten to you by now. But... Um... Yeah, keep a lookout for that, and I got to oh, no. take up that like again, but I did find them. Fantastic. Um, 
Oh, oh God, he just needs to accept it. The Tater, the Tater writes, do you think Trek will ever add VR support to upcoming Zombie experiences? Well, we did dive into this quite a bit, but I think it's one of those problems that they're always complaining that they do not have enough resources and devs on a specific project. So to then take more time to try and do VR, they'd have to do something really special where they literally take like one guy like you and be like, all right, you're doing the VR of this project for the next year and two years, three years to development. You're going to be stressed out. You're probably going to hate your life, but you got this. Do you see them ever adding VR zombies onto the main game, Ben? Um, I mean, we can only hope so, but it depends on where VR goes, not zombies or what they mm-hmm. are to do. Uh, but yeah, it depends on where VR goes as as a whole first. That, that's an excellent point. I mean, the industry will definitely dictate that. And like I was trying to get to earlier, there's a lot of roadblocks for people yeah. just to get their hands on VR. And from Treyarch and Activision's point of view, they're in the business of making money and selling copies. So VR-only games wouldn't be the direction. So adding VR integration is sort of that idea of like, well, how much extra revenue is that going to bring in? That's what I can just hear the managers talking in the background. <laughs> Uh, Joe E slash Mr. Burger writes, gentlemen, hello, have a wonderful evening. Looking forward to Resident Evil 3. I will be strict quick shout out RE3 demo. I will be streaming Thursday when it comes out. So get excited for that at 630 Eastern Standard Time uh, PM as normal for our weekly Thursday streams. And I am super excited for Resident Evil 3. Uh, got a pre-order discount um, in it on Fanatical. Is that a website? Is that like a wish? Is it one of those? I don't know. But that's interesting. Cool. Well, thanks for the kind wishes. Uh, Caboose, 501st. Would you guys like a zombies map where you start the map from an above facility, then go underwater? And wit- Am I... Didn't he write this before? I feel like he did. Underwater city, maybe Atlantis, cough, cough. When you go down in the bottom, it's all underwater. And you, we totally answered that. We answered that last week. Yeah. Thank you, John. I thought so. Oh, caboose. Listen to the podcast. <laughs> Magna Collider 15. Is your buried map on Pavlov VR able to be downloaded and played on Samsung Gear VR? That's an interesting question. No. Uh, there you go. Never would be. <laughs> it's uh, Why is that hard? Samsung is, uh, from what I know, is you know your phone, not your PC. Mm-hmm. So being us to have you know really built pcs some of us can't even run the map sometimes mm. so ever porting that even like oculus quest that's meant to run vr games we don't even think that our zombies maps could run on that if we can get workshop support on there ever so running on a phone would never be an option. possible make that makes perfect sense uh captain murphy least favorite remade map excluding reimagines like blood of the dead and tog for me it's moon the stark color aesthetics of the original bo1 moon is closer to the 70s science fiction movies and tv shows that inspired the original map creators chronicles moon is too colorful and missing lots of ambient sounds okay so he's asking which remaster or remake do you not like minus the ones of bo4 where it's not a reimagine Uh, i'm probably around the Doris from BO1 because it looks so cartoony. Most of the BO1 remakes look super cartoony to me uh, when they were just direct ports from World at War to Black Ops 1 and then they just moved some guns over. 
Um, you played, you said you did play BO2 and BO1 in World at War. You went back and played. How'd you feel about any of those remasters? Uh, I mean, remasters as in like Black Ops 3 and Black Ops 4? Uh, yeah, I'd say Zombie Chronicles or do you remember there was BO1 remastered World at War maps on there? Uh, yeah, you didn't ever... even play those? Nice. No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they were, yeah. All right, so yeah, out of uh, BO3, did you play Chronicles? I, I never uh, had the Black Ops 3, so... God damn, that's what I thought you said earlier, but uh, you got my hopes up there for a second. Right on, well... Yeah, yeah. Fair enough. It's coming and... soon enough. I'm just going to wait for it to go on sale because it's still $50 on Steam. Oh, God, they're gross. I can't believe <laughs> how... Like, even BO1's like $50, $60 on Steam, how those prices don't go down until a Christmas sale or the summer sale. It's ridiculous. It's absolutely yeah, ridiculous I, how much they charge. Had, just to make the maps, I had purchased the... Uh, $50 season pass because that's how much they still want for it for Black Ops 2. So that's a robbery. That's just ridiculous. Yeah, absolutely. And the final topic time question would be it would be insane to remake Revelations on VR with the jump pads. That would be so weird in VR to feel that motion. Oh my gosh, that's true from Magna Collider. Think about that. What a would that be a mess for you as well? You know how you would have you seen Revelations? Because you didn't play BO3. Have you at least seen the map Revelations? I mean, Revelations is uh, trying to. No, I don't think I have. No worries. <laughs> but there's these, <laughs> there's these jump pads, area to area, and I imagine that would be incredibly fun, but also disorienting to get that whoosh like you were talking about earlier with the paralyzer. All right, I'm gonna jump into donation questions, and then we'll be wrapping up. Pads uh, on Moon they also be disorienting. Yeah, I agree on Moon as well. As John wants to add, do you want to try unmuting Mon? John, your mic, I, and see if you can talk. No. Okay. Fair enough. Fair <laughs> enough. I'm, wa I'm watching the little green bar, uh, and it's often red, but sometimes it's green. And when it's green, I've been or when it's been red, I've been muting myself to avoid like robot sounds. Oh, perfect. Uh, well, you sound great right now, and you're doing a good job. Then observing it, right on. Okay. Well, let's let's hope this holds. Yes. I don't know what's going. <laughs> Nobody in my house is streaming right now. So I have no idea what's going on. That's very strange. All right. We have uh, three donations and two membership renewals. Jack Powell and Gage Day. Thank you so much for renewing your memberships. Uh, Mr. Drown donates. Good evening, gentlemen. I hope all is well. Please stay safe out there. It's a crazy time we're living in. Wash your hands. Don't touch your face and have a good day. I am the worst with touching my face. That is something I do. One of my <laughs> nervous tics is... is wiping my nose i don't that's just one of my nervous tics i have so this virus is just horrible <laughs> just the worst case scenario but i'm also extremely paranoid about cleanliness and i constantly before even prior to this happening i had sanitizer bottles on me and i always washed my hands crazy uh especially because uh you have dogs i clean up after my dogs and every time you pick up they poop three times a day you wash your hands after you pick up their poop with whatever device you use or paper towels uh yeah cleanliness there you go <laughs> thank you mr drown the games donated twice and he has um and we'll refer to it just as the virus i still might get demonetized for that but we can't really say the actual name of it the youtube's done a very hard policy against actually saying the name of it because they're trying to discourage people from uh putting out fake information and profiting off it so with that said or sensationalizing it he asked, do you think it will have any influence in the gaming industry? And he wanted to say how it's impacted 
greatly in the Netherlands. It's absolutely impacted the United States. I think today was probably one of the days it's hit us hardest uh, besides the state of emergency that was announced a couple days ago. For me, though, that's the funniest thing. All my friends and family are like, this is insane. My life has been disrupted. I don't know what to do. It's, every day is the same for me still. I just can't go out to eat as much as I used to. Like, I'm working at home, every, the status quo, the deadlines, everything I'm doing, pretty much the same. Can't go to the gym. Yeah, so that was pretty blasé for whatever I, uh, for disrupting my life. But everybody else, it's been pretty crazy. Stores have been empty from the panic of people getting stuff and all that. So it's it's had quite an impact. And on the gaming industry, there's probably just going to be a lot of delays. Movie theaters have been delayed. Uh, even releases have been delayed. No public gatherings, all that stuff. Fun fact, my county is the epicenter of the pandemic in Pennsylvania. Wow. Oh, well, that's horrifying, John. My state is has the most cases, so that's not exciting. But we are the governor's pretty on top of it, so I do give him credit for that. But I don't want to go down the whole path because it's it's a mess and there's tons of politics involved, and I don't want to get into any of that stuff. I have plenty of strong opinions, but we try and get away from that on here. So at the very least, I'm happy a lot of us can get away from the craziness, and it almost feels like I'm happy that it's in in the sense not about what's going on but like everybody gets to be inside i'm talking to people again i get to see my friends and family a little more often uh even though we're doing it through like discord and talking people have free time all of a sudden they're reconnecting and i think that's a little cool but on the dark side of it my sister actually messaged me and she goes hey um do you know any good divorce stocks? Because she's betting that people are going to be forced to hang out with each other, couples, and the divorce rates are going to go up because they're going to have to spend so much time with each other inside during this this epidemic, uh, pandemic. So it's like, oh my God, that's a fair point. I'm sure we'll be sick of it as time goes on. And I am sad for all the delays in people's education, as I was telling John and everyone's online classes and uh yeah john says he's hardly left the house um i've been going to the grocery store that's about the only place i've been going just because i have to make all my foods fresh because of my dieting stuff so again i'm one of the rare cases where it's hardly affected me where everyone else this is a massive shift in their life and i also think there's an interesting point that i like is in the united states it kind of popped a bubble for us the united states lives in a bubble where what i mean by that is we've gone through two wars in the past 20 years or 19 years since 2001 people still walk in malls nobody noticed a thing not not a difference hardly knew anything was going on this has really made people be like oh we should wake up about maybe some of the things that matter like you know being prepared in case a virus comes out or some of those uh, existential crises people talk about so it's, it's an interesting wake-up call at the very least i mean at the one of the things i heard is they put uh, interest rates on hold and to me it's for student loans which again one of the worries i have for a lot of students is like they're not gonna be able to finish on time they got to take another year of loans out for another semester of school to or at least another semester of loans to try and finish up it's just like the delays in the education because there's such strict pathways to all of it it's just interesting to me. It's like, oh gosh, like how is that going to impact such strict schedules? Because everyone was always worried about graduating on time and all that. But then our government can be like, yeah, loan, loans, all those student loans that are such a big issue. Forget interest overnight, overnight. 
don't worry about interest. So does that make people in the United States after this happens to be like, hey, wait a minute. Let, let's keep doing that. Like Universal Studios is sort of in the same respect with streaming, which I thought was interesting that they were releasing movies. And uh, that might just be the norm now where they always had a policy. We'll never, ever release a brand new movie streaming because that'll take away from stuff. Uh, all right. <laughs> That's that then. I just thought I'd talk about it because I had a lot of interesting things to bring about, but nobody cares. So with that, I hope I answered your questions. Do you have anything you want to shout out uh, for your social medias or last minute uh, things you want to promote besides Zombies VR, Ben? Uh, I mean, welcome to join my Discord or uh, oh, yeah. know, the Zombies Discord or, uh, you know, go to my YouTube, subscribe there. Helps me out. But uh, other than that, then we're yeah, good. Reed, you got the uh, the Discord in the description, right? I have his YouTube. I will update the Discord after the show. Awesome. Yeah. And uh, check it out. There's a lot of really just cool Zombies VR content on YouTube. Yeah. Um, everybody watching this. Uh, like, not just from Ben's work, but there's a lot of people doing really cool stuff. I'd recommend you guys check it out. It's awesome. And I'm really happy that you came on the show, Ben, because this has been like a whole like insight into world of VR that I didn't even realize. It was wonderful. Yeah. Like Glad I said I earlier, when I when I when I'm when I'm thinking to myself, like, why can't they just put in a VR mode? And it's <laughs> like I like I like having somebody who actually knows what they're talking about. So they Oh shit. <laughs> nice. Read? Yep. Yeah. Uh, we're good. <laughs> that we're, we're good. We're good. We're good. We're good. We're good. That explains, like, okay, well, this is actually how it works, and here's why this can happen or why this can't happen. It's a yeah. appreciate it. <laughs> what happened? Did you lose uh, signal for a second? I went to get his Discord link and I closed Discord by mistake. It was right next, <laughs> right next to his Discord link, so that's what ended up happening. So I was updating the description to make sure everybody could go check it out, and uh, instead I just closed Discord by mistake. So that's on me. <laughs> But is now updated in the description, both his uh, YouTube yeah. and Discord. I appreciate that. Mm -hmm. All right. Well, I think that's going to do it for this episode. Thank you so much for coming on, Ben. Thank you all for coming out and tolerating some of the tech issues we had this week. This was an absolutely wonderful experience. I learned a lot, and we'll see you on the next episode of Zombros. Till then, take care. Bye now. Thank you for tuning into this episode of Zombros. Make sure to download the podcast on iTunes and support the show on Patreon if you haven't already. If you have the time, be sure to rate the show because it helps keep the podcast going. Links will be in the description. We'll see you in the next episode.